1: Uh, for those of you out there, uh, you know, I love what I do. I love what I do. I love that I get to talk to the most interesting people. I love that I connect with Mr. Benny every day. Hello, Mr. Benny. Yeah, a little Pat. Uh, we've got Sue here, Sue and joining us here today. And we're talking about strength. Um, you know, Sue is also the author of uh, The Courage to Be Yourself. And so when I got the book that came across my desk, you know, it's like I looked at it and I said to myself, strength. Strength. Such a powerful word, right? And we have three copies of the book to give away. But when you think about the word, you think about the energy of it, you think about the energy of strength. You know, there's something that happens when you say it. There's something that gets activated. But then if you look a little bit further and you see what Sue is saying, meditations for wisdom, balance, and power. Um, the, the book, the message, um, what Sue brings forward for us to think about today is as we look at our lives, as we step forward, As we think about and sometimes not think about, or if you follow up on her message from the courage to be yourself, one of the things you get to face is you get to face yourself. And so often we go through life as if we don't exist as an entity or an energy that we need to face. And so today, I'm struck by what this means, as I've read the book now several times, and you know, every time I open it up, I hear something or see something else. But most importantly, the messages here today from Sue in this particular book are important for us to not just move beyond our challenges, but to get up every day and face ourself in the mirror with the absolute confidence that we are perfect, whole, and complete. And so today, I'm so thrilled to have Sue joining me here today. As I said, she's the author of numerous books. One of them is The Courage to Be Yourself. Also, The Women's Book of Courage. Mother, stepmother, grandmother, former psychotherapist. Uh, and beyond all of that, has a powerful, powerful, powerful message. You know, one of the things that I read about the book was that, you know, I I can't remember exactly who had said this, but that this is a powerful guide to fearless living. Today, you're going to take a journey with us so that we could learn how women and how as women, we come to honor, embrace, and claim our personal strength and inner wisdom. And if you're anything like me, that journey is still in progress, and the steps that I take on a regular basis are sometimes, you know, the slide and glide in life, and other times I step in a giant pothole and I need a big ladder to get out. So today we're going to visit all of that. Sue, it's great to have you here. Thanks, Beth. Good to be here. Powerful word, the word strength, right? Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, quality. Um, I want to ask you about the word before we kind of move forward. Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it's one of those words where some aspects of it are so misunderstood. And and what I mean by that is misunderstood and how we show up and categorize one in that presence Mm -hmm. of strength. And Mm -hmm. I want to ask you a little bit about this and what the word has come to mean to you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Well, it doesn't mean
0: strident. And I think that that's one of the things that we've gotten pegged by is, uh, you know, that there's the old sayings about how we get called a bitch if we are just uh, out there with what we believe and feel. But it isn't the thing I'm thinking about with strength. It is the soft and gentle relational power that women naturally have. And we've been trained and taught for millennium to uh, quiet that. Not only quiet, but stuff it. And our world is so out of balance now, Pat, that uh, we've got to be willing to accept that our strength doesn't have to be strident we don't have to be a bully Um, those are all sort of shadow masculine qualities Um, and of course the feminine has shadow also yeah but if we really step into the strengths that we have uh, inherently um, we just do what needs doing I my uh, sister-in-law was always just a you know, stay-at-home wife, and she was a wonderful woman and a church lady and so forth. And then her husband got dementia, and she became everything that he had done, you know, the financial advisor, the the caretaker, uh, all that. And I said to her, you are so strong, Joe." And she said, no, 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 I don't think so. I just do what needs doing, <laughs> which is really a great definition of
1: strength. We just Do what needs doing. Here's a word I want to ask you about. And I know I'm kind of jumping right to the, cutting right to the chase. My own personal journey was exactly like you talked about. Kid, grew up from the Bronx, grew up in the projects, had to learn a different level of strength or at least strength in persona and how you looked on the streets in New York. But the true strength I learned when I was brought to my knees, uh, not just by the mystery disease I got, but by you know pretty much losing everything I would ever had, um, and I had this experience multiple times in my life. Once when I was homeless at age seventeen, but then other times. And the word is vulnerable, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and you know this is one of those words like strength. That gets used, misused, misunderstood. But for me to call that energy into my life, it took quite a bit at first. Is vulnerable one of those words that kind of fits like strength, sort of? Oh, I think vulnerable has so many different
0: qualities. It's, it's uh, when we're truly vulnerable, um, we aren't weak as sometimes is defined, but we are present and visible. And I think that's one of the things that uh, we've been taught is um, to be invisible. And now if if we become vulnerable, and I don't know how you did this, given the living on the streets and et cetera, but if we can become vulnerable always knowing that we have our own backs, that we will not betray ourselves then that's a strength if we're vulnerable and basically saying i can't do this i can't i'm i'm overwhelmed like and of course we all feel that way sometimes but but being vulnerable with a basis of strength and knowing that we are there for ourselves and and we'll always be there for other people i mean that's just what we do but One of the things that's really difficult is to be there for ourselves, especially when we feel vulnerable, because there's so much shame that goes together with vulnerability and so much old patterning, Pat, as as you know, we're patterned to take care, to do what needs doing, to take care of you, you, you and you, and so to take care of ourselves is kind of an anathema a lot of the time.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: it is the crux. It is the rock upon which we build our strength.
1: Wow. We're going to take a short break, Sue. When we come back, I want to make sure folks know how to get a copy of the book. And, Benny, we have three copies of the book to give away. You know, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about uh, several things. Um, but have you all heard the term sensitivity quotient now I love that term because most of us have either been called wow you're like way too sensitive "Wow, you're overreacting ah look at you you're like super emotional you must be a Sagittarian but what does this mean (laughs) I'm a quadruple Sag so yeah all of the above (laughs) but when you get this And when you understand it from Sue's perspective, what is it about this that we can embrace that so directly relates to the sacred feminine strength and why the world and the Dalai Lama say, it's not that the world just needs love, we need something more. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com.
0: Have you ever wondered if there's a way to heal the deep? hidden, inner issues, wounds, beliefs, and traumas, the journey into spiritual healing engages people in all areas of their lives to heal themselves and others. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Dr. Jaffe brings conversations of healing of body, mind, and spirit as he merges the excellence of traditional medicine with the beauty of spiritual healing. For more information about Dr. Jaffe, this show, and his work, visit JaffeMD.com. Have you ever heard of the 90-10 rule? It goes like this, 90% of the time, no one is thinking of you. 90% of the time, everyone's thinking about themselves. And if you think of it like that, it takes the weight off, because now you're not being judged. I'm Megan Edge. I'd love for you to join me on Playing on the Edge Radio, Radical Change with Ease, with my co-host Dr. Pat on Transformation Radio FM
1: learn and explore fascinating and practical uses of essential oils, how to use them, and how they can enhance your everyday life. The Oil Lounge was founded by three remarkable women with fascinating stories about how essential oils changed their lives. Tina and Laura from The Karmic Path have joined forces to educate the masses in the benefits of young living essential oils. For more information, visit theoillounge.com. Hey, everybody, the book is called Strength, Meditations for Wisdom, Balance and Power. And we are going to take on as much of this today as we possibly can, because I was so struck by not only how much Sue put in this book, but I was really struck by the fact that if I were to follow this book the way that it's written day in and stepped out from day one, page one, how might my life change? And as I read through the book and read through it several times, what I was struck by and what you did, Sue, was not only are you bringing to the forefront the energies of the world we're living in today, totally, but the call to action is about using strength and using strength in a way that is of the highest, highest vibration and without compromise. And I love that about this. So, Benny, let's start out by giving a copy of the book away. 1 800 930 2819. 1 800 930 2819. You know, Sue, um, how, let, let's just tell folks how they can get a copy of the book and how they can find out more about you.
0: Um, well, my website is up and it is Sue Patton Thole at dot com. You know, just, just my name. And the last name is weird, so it's the T H O E L E. And uh, they can get it there. It's in bookstores. It's on Amazon. It's uh, everywhere, I hope.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No. Okay. I got to start with something you said in the book, and you call it the heart of the matter. And I want to start here because I think that, you know, we've started to hear, and and it really is like about eight years back when the Dalai Lama came to the United States and made this bold statement about women. Uh, I don't think any of us realized that when the Dalai Lama made that statement that we'd see more women step into leadership, at least in this country, from a government perspective, as we had here recently. And so the heart of the matter, as you describe it, is you say, and I'm just going to read it. We have been trained to hide our light and and been curtailed by laws and customs. No more. Right? And then you Mm -hmm. say... The Chinese proverb, and I play table tennis, so my friends are Chinese, I'm learning Chinese, right? <laughs> uh, so very very aware of this. Um, the Chinese proverb, when sleeping women wake, mountains move, is being affirmed by societal shifts throughout the world. We are awake and deeply aware of our strength, wisdom, and compassion are needed. For our world to survive, for Earth to remain a beautiful, bount- uh, beautiful bounteous, and healthy environment, and people to live happy, productive, cooperative lives, feminine energy must be acknowledged, honored, and empowered individually and globally. And so feminine energy is not just for women, it's for men and women. Um, absolutely. But that's, absolutely. That statement is really the basis for the book. Now, It is. The book, though, becomes a blueprint for how to do that. Here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. How has writing this book, I mean, you are (laughs) are so accomplished. How has writing this book, how has writing this book even more deeply embedded that statement, when sleeping women wake, mountains move? How has writing this book, bring it to the forefront, how is that exercise, that journey, awaken that sleeping woman in you Sue?
0: You could probably ask my husband that better. <laughs> uh, you know, the reality of it is probably probably this one and The Courage to Be Yourself have changed me, and they're bookends. I mean, The Courage to Be Yourself was my first one, and I was a complete wuss at that time, so I was writing exactly what I needed to learn. And this one is the current book, so there have been 10 in between or more, and and this one changed me in ways that really surprised me. I, I stand up for myself from a place of neutrality path. Um, when, when we get into a victim mode, and we really have been trained and kind of expected and, act and treated as victims or less than people. And when we're in that, that mode psychologically, then we don't say, here's what I need and want. We beg for what we want and need. And I no longer beg, but I also don't blame, which, no, that's not, that's an overstatement. I'm much better at not blaming. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah, I'm with you on that, sister.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. And I can come, and of course, our our relationships are our major workshops, right, All, all relationships and i just have to ask be married. Benny,
1: he'll tell you <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> uh i it's a long term marriage and i have stifled my voice in many ways and i have wheedled and begged and you know tried to shame oh this is kind of kind of too bad to say but yes you know like we all do and and now i just don't do that i am so clear this writing this book and doing this stuff and and uh, thinking about the subject so much and talking to other people has centered me in a strong place that I've never been. I feel so grounded, very, have a a great spiritual groundedness as well, but I can come to, for instance, my husband or any place, actually, not, not without some fear and trepidation on my part, but with the courage and the conviction and the guts to do it and say, this is unacceptable. This I will not, will not tolerate. But I don't say it like, you can't do that. It is awful. I mean, what do you think? And um, it's just that I know now that this is unacceptable. And I also feel the right to speak out. I'm not expecting him to change or I'm, we're talking with my husband as the example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not expecting him to change. I'm just saying this is unacceptable to me. This happens, and here's what I will do to take care of myself.
1: You, you know, and that, it works. Well, it, well, that's what I was just going to say to you. Um, the end game, it, let's talk end game. The end game is what you're talking about is, first of all, you know having activated that which is in you which you just described but more importantly doing something that actually works right yes um, oh yes practicality is my middle practicality. name practicality um i want to ask you this question and you know i you, i know you cover it throughout the book but but i'm really struck by two things in my own life right and and also in the external world you know i've often i've often struggled with how our lives become an inside job. You know, I'm an inside job. I got to take care of what's on the inside, but I'm also struck by me on various stages in my life, how well or how active I am at that inside job based on external environments. What is the play in the external and the internal? And the reason I say that is because we're talking about a sacred feminine, but, It could be something that is the opposite of that or the counter energy of that that causes us to rise up. And I wanted to ask you, you know, about what you discovered along the way to writing this. But yes, and also on the way to writing your other book, because as we get to the chapter or the part of the book where you say giving unconditional kindness And you look at the trigger factors from the external world. This is a giant feat some days. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. And one of the best ways that you can take care of yourself is to allow yourself not to not to be able to do that if you can't. And you accept yourself anyway. But your intention. okay. If we set the intention to be kind, it's a choice, Pat. Yeah. And and if we're if we are triggered from the outside, which if you if you turn on the TV or you um, you know whatever, whenever you're going to get triggered, you just are because things are not great now. Yeah, there externally things are desperately out of balance. Therefore, it's so important that internally we have ways to return to balance because we are going to be do you remember a long time ago when they had Bozo the clown
1: that yeah, big
0: yeah. Uh, oh, okay right okay well for those of you who don't know it was a tall about 4 or 5 feet tall little clown balloon that had sand in the bottom of it and i got one for my boys because you know boys have a, a lot of energy and they could pound on that thing, and it would just write itself right back up. It didn't care how much they jumped on it or so forth, although I think they actually did break it. But uh, but we need to create that inside ourselves, our very own bozo, our bounce-back bozo. Um, and that we do with spiritual connection, with connection with like-minded individuals, women as especially women in circles, that we do by committing to ourselves to be there for ourselves, to not betray ourselves, which we have done for centuries, Pat. We have said we've acquiesced. And and we had big, fat reasons for doing that. I mean, we were punished for being strong. But the sacred feminine herself is embedded deeply in us, and she is relational. She is inclusive. She gets things done. She has the courage to have children. For golly sakes, I mean that's that doesn't that takes a lot, and we do that. We do now. I think we're in the process of actually finding our voice, connecting it to our hearts and saying it out without the baggage, like the blame and shame and, and wussiness, the begging. And yeah. I'll tell you, those gals who are in Congress now, they—and I'm reading Michelle Obama's book, which is yeah. wonderful. I mean, it's she just talks about those—I those, feel like she's talking about my mother when she talks about <laughs> yeah. hers, and it's just such a sweet connection. But we have innately strengths that we, because of programming and because of triggering and because of allowing ourselves to sort of collapse into fear, we have um, not utilized that strength in the kind and um, clear and absolutely unmovable ways. That I think people are beginning to do now. The 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 spiritual, the divine feminine is awake. We are now given opportunities, and I hope this book is one of them. That's that's my yeah. heart. Hope is in my own small way. I can. I'm a perfect example of an original wuss who just covered over her strength. I really am. Yeah, because that's how I was raised i was raised in the midwest I'm really old so i was raised you know in the 50s mm. um and, and I don't feel really old but that's just real i'm kind no, of proud i get of that, what you're actually. saying yeah yeah I'm proud of it and I have changed through writing this book i really have it's it's given me a solid center um or the experience and I have a lot of help when i'm when I'm writing uh, in terms of uh, a writing guide and, yeah. and uh, beings that I feel like are around me and support me. And and so that's a spiritual groundedness that yeah. I have opened to and and have been blessed by. We all have access to, Pat, all of us. If we... Set that intention for ourselves. And, you know, we are vulnerable creatures. We, we are sensitive. Feminine is very sensitive. The feminine qualities, I'm not talking about men and women here. I'm talking about feminine qualities and values. Uh, part of the reason why we are so compassionate and we are so able to care for and and bring people together is that sensitivity. Yeah. And
1: you know, for those of us, oh, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I, what I think you're saying too is, and that's why I asked the question, because there's so much that you've put in here that activate something for us on a daily basis. And some of the things might be a stretch as we begin to talk about them when we come back from break. But, you know, also part of this is not about doing everything perfectly, but no that what you've laid out in your book allows us to look at gaining that wisdom, looking at the power and looking at and taking on the word power. We're gonna take a short Mm -hmm. break. When we come back, we're gonna talk about the word power. Why is it that the word power, believe it or not, many surveys have been done on this, is one of the most difficult words statistically shown for women to say, but also to use to describe themselves. We're gonna take a short break when we come back. How are we going to unleash our inner mama bear? But more importantly, what is it that Sue can tell us about imbuing the pain with purpose? Because sometimes on this journey, yeah, What don't kill you does make you stronger. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. People often ask, what does it mean to thrive? On Thrive by Gen Radio, it means body confidence, mind fulfillment, and soul synchronicity. Create synchronicity with God and learn as Jen shares action steps and real stories that will inspire you to be unstoppable in fulfilling your purpose. Tune in live each Monday at 8 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and visit JenniferZellup.com to thrive with Jen. In the 70s, Dudley and Dean Evanson traveled the country in a converted school bus with their growing family, documenting the new consciousness that was emerging. Through this adventure, a movement of sound healing was born. Now, Soundings of the Planet is celebrating 40 years of peace through music. Listen to their music for free on all streaming services. Search Dean Evanson to access their expansive catalogue on Pandora, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, and YouTube. Visit Soundings.com for more info, their blog, podcast, Quieting the Monkey Mind book excerpts, free downloads, and more. Learn to live in the light and unveil the authentic you with a time of healing radio with me, Felice Diana, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in every third Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific as I help listeners understand sacred fusion energy and how to connect to the spirit that fuels the very life we live. Explore the journey of spiritual transcendence and ultimately discover the path to peace, love, purpose and wholeness. For more information, visit atimeofhealing.com. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Pat. This is a reminder to join me on April 26th for 3 to 7 p.m. at Coles D. Ivy Lounge, the first in Washington State, infusing health and well-being. brought to you by Dr. Darvish and her team. Join us, we're going to have a special guest, Neil Nanda, comedian, actor, gonna be able to mingle with us, swag we'll bags, raffle baskets, bites, beverages, and all of the latest in health and well-being. Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author, Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams. Dr. Kelly's fresh, compassionate perspective emphasizes growth, transformation, healing, and thriving. Even in the face of adversity, say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within. Join the planet, the lucid planet. Visit thelucidplanet.com. Welcome home. There we go, Benny. Oh, I love that. <laughs> of course, um, uh, the book is that was great. Things. That's <clears throat> Benny. One uh, 2819 Love to give copies of the book away. Let's do another one. Um, you know, Sue. Please again. Uh, how can people find out more about you? Uh, because we're going to go ahead and skip the next break. You know what we're about to talk about. I think is going to be essential for the times we live in right now. How do people find out about you? How do they get a copy of the book?
0: Um, any bookstore, Amazon. My my website is my name, Sue Patton, Thole, T-H-O-E-L-E. Um, and you I, my website will be available, hopefully. I mean, I, it's up. So um, just basically where
1: you get any book, my book should be there. Drinks. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Look, a lot of things to talk about, but I'm struck by a couple of things. And and first of all, I want to tell everybody that as you go through this book and what Sue has done is she's taken on not only some things that we think are popular in our culture, in the media, in the world, but things that are personally uh, important to us on the inside to grow from the inside. And as we go through the book, and we talk about some of these things, please know that there is what I like to to call a transformative possibility for you and exercise something. So today, um, I want to jump to something here uh, in the book, and then you call it imbuing pain with purpose. Now, yes. having said that, there is a lot of that happening right now. And I know this yes. book didn't get written yesterday. This book... Nope got written, I don't know how long ago, but it's so relevant to today. Does this get to the heart at perhaps what women may have to go through that maybe men don't necessarily to be on purpose? Is it as women, there's this sense of being able to absorb so much pain till we get to a tipping point and then that pain is transformed into an initiative, a project, a movement, an action. Talk about that for a minute.
0: Okay. Well, you know, as we all know, there's plenty of pain. And there's there's ways to um, transform. It, everything is energy, as you know, Pat. And so pain is an energy. And we can allow it to um, diminish us, to, you know, sand our nerves down to nubs, Uh Or we can say and make it, intend and commit to growing from it, looking in it. I'll I'll just give you an example, okay? So I was divorced when I was, I don't remember, in my 30s. And it it hadn't been a great marriage, but I was the first divorce in my family. So it was quite, I mean, my dad actually said, don't bother calling if you divorce. Well, hello. I mean, and I was at that particular time, I was, Young and I was trying to please everybody, including him, and and I didn't. I mean, I waited till he said, "Dump that guy." Now, um, then, when I finally decided to do that, the pain was pretty pretty bad, and uh, as you can all imagine, and I had some help. I was taking some classes. My spiritual mother was a wonderful source. Of wisdom and, you know, help. And I made a commitment that I would use the energy of this pain or that I dedicated it to anyone else who followed me, that I would not only grow myself, but I would consciously say, I am making these changes and learning these lessons for myself, but also for those who follow me experiencing the same thing. And the, I wrote a book once called The Courage to Be a Stepmom, because when I was actively a stepmom, I couldn't find any help. And so I decided to write the book I wish I'd had, and that I did. So it's, it's partially, I think, um, just the attitude we take if we if we look at a bigger picture and we rise a little bit above and we say okay this is my personal pain and i am bleeding from everywhere i'm going to bleed not just for myself but for some others and i really look at these these people in government now that the new young women and the medium young women who've been in there before even the women who been in government are changing now because of the energy. And this book, Strength, came out of the absolute sadness and disgust and discouragement of starting with um, Columbine. Of course, I live in Colorado. That was 20 years ago. But then the series of, uh, as I was writing that um introduction that you read from, I heard about another school shooting, and I just said, this has got to stop, and it's going to be this sacred feminine who teaches us to teach our children how to be their best selves rather than how to kill each other. You know, it's just, and that's where we've tipped out of balance. We've tipped so out of balance uh, in terms of the power to stand up for what's right. And, you know, Pat, as we well know, uh, women have been powerless. I mean, the laws were powerless. The patriarchy was taken over. It took a lot of grit and gumption to get the vote, for gosh sakes. I mean, those women were amazing. We all have that. That is the sacred feminine energy at work, and that energy maintains her strength and doesn't lose her kindness. And you know, Benny, the power of love, Benny's song, yes, that's it. And so one of the one of the things that I am so encouraging women in strength is to love themselves, and I've got lots of ways and helps to change that focus of looking outward to looking inward and caring and it's not a it's not a selfish thing. it's right. a necessary thing. it is right. necessary. If those kids who get guns and shoot and learn how to make bombs and stuff on the internet, if they loved themselves and and they weren't crazy because you know there's crazy, there really is mm-hmm. crazy. And but if they if they loved themselves and they honored themselves and they thought they were worthwhile human beings able to take up space in the universe, they
1: wouldn't have to do that. Yeah, and I think really what this is all tied into is what we fuel in terms of energy. What we fuel in terms of, and it goes back to my question about the outside, you know, because, mm-hmm. I, I mean, we hear stories 24-7 of people that live in the most horrific places being some of the most profoundly uh, courageous heroes, right? Mm-hmm. And it really mm-hmm. comes to something else you reference in the book, and I, and I do want to talk about it here. I know we've got a little bit left Uh, time left. And that is, you know, what you've put together in looking at this and looking at ourselves is to be able to accept in the world that which is empowering, but also being able to discern that which is empowering and moving on. One of the things I wanted to ask you about is, I believe, one of the, the hardest concepts uh, to activate in ourselves because I think it's so misunderstood and that is forgiveness. I think you talk mm-hmm. about moving on in the book. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, without that, can we really move on
0: without forgiving?
1: Yeah. And let's talk oh. about what forgiveness means to you first.
0: Forgiveness doesn't mean condoning any act. Uh, Forgiveness right. means um, accepting what is and taking care of myself in in that in that uh, situation as best I can. Um, okay, so I don't think you have to like. I when I was in therapy, I when I was doing therapy work, I had a lot of women who had been abused. Um, so partly what we did is is in trying to forgive is not at all to forgive what happened and maybe not even to forgive the grown up person who had created such pain and so forth. But sometimes we had to go back, you know, and take a look at the two year old. Um, let's call his have his name Joe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two year old Joe. What was he like? And to send him love and forgiveness and um and then and then as much as possible compassionately unattach um, from grown-up Joe mm-hmm. just compassionately move your energy away from that and because and sometimes there's there you have to like do visualizations of encapsulizing people in, in energy that keeps them away and incapacitates them, or something like that. But the major thing is, you must first get yourself out of danger. So, and that's in all things, not just abuse. Right. But keep yourself safe. Do what that, and your kids, if you're responsible for other people, uh, and and then for your own sake, you forgive, and you forgive yourself for allowing, for uh, not even allowing, what's the word? Because there's such shame in being wounded. First, we need to forgive ourselves for whatever part we had in that. Mm. That's not an easy thing, but it can be done. And and because non-forgiveness is just like putting your foot on your hose while you're trying to water the garden. It's impedes energetic flow. So moving to a place of neutrality is um, something that's relatively new for me. yeah. And, um, and I am finding it incredibly freeing. Um, neutrality from, well, it's pretty hard to be neutral <laughs> with <laughs> a lot of things that are going on. And, and, we, and we allow ourselves to feel, yes, but to not be
1: overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, I think that's tricky business. It is tricky business because, you know, I'm starting to hear the word overwhelmed more often than one can even imagine. Mm, and, you know, the word itself, the minute it comes out of your mouth, it invites the energy completely in and it becomes us. And what and I mean by that... And it puts us in the victim. Exactly, exactly. And there's an energy of that that takes hold that without a conscious effort uh, just doesn't go away uh, immediately. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that's part of when you, you know, when I read the book Strength and what you've written in here, it's it's really stepping in to... Many, many layers of things. Um, Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, realizing that we cannot do everything ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? You said
0: the magic word.
1: Yeah. And that's conscious. Yeah. 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 Um, I want to ask you this. As you look at the book and you've written the book and it's in the world now. I I wanted to ask you, as folks buy the book and they read it, what might you envision that they would transform? What might you envision that the book could do to support their life's journey and help them?
0: I I would hope that it helps them be better friends to themselves because when you're better friends to yourself, and you support yourself, then the all of the wonderful qualities that you have inherently. Everybody, everybody has. Um, when they can come forward, when you are a good friend to yourself, those qualities can come forward, and they can come forward with kindness and with compassion and with inclusiveness. Um, you know, the reality of it is to me it's pretty simple the the major major job we have when we incarnate into this life is to become better lovers and the very first thing and person that we become better lovers to is us and from that cornerstone we can become better lovers of the of mother earth of her children of the animals it's just it's just the major thing, Pat.
1: Yeah, it is. Look, we've talked about a lot today, and there's a lot we didn't get to. So I want to thank you for this. I want to thank you for taking the time. I want and to ask. I you want this to less. thank you. Oh, thank. Yes.
0: It was wonderful. Thank you so much.
1: Well, there's this last piece that I I love to hear from you about, and that is you know, you're going to be out there talking about the book. You're going to be sharing the energy and the vibration. For you on this day, what is your personal most powerful message for transformation? Mm. Oh, that's
0: fascinating. I would say to anybody listening, you are Absolutely wonderful and perfect, just the way you are. And you are worthy of your own love. You are worthy of taking up your air in this world. And you have something wonderful to contribute. We never know if the smallest little thing ripples out. And so just just love yourself. Be kind to yourself, and it will pretty much follow. I think that you will find yourself getting stronger, wiser, more balanced, and more powerful. Mm -hmm. And power is good.
1: Power is good.
0: Power Power is good. It isn't a bad thing. It is good.
1: Mm. Wow. done
0: well, done lovingly. It is good and necessary.
1: Thank you so much. Um, please, let's take a minute to tell folks again how they can find out more about you and also how they can get a copy of the book. Okay.
0: The book is available on Amazon. It's available in bookstores. Uh, it's available in Walmart and all the rest of the places you can find books. You can learn about me uh, at com And... Um, just, just love yourself.
1: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Heal thank you so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with help,
1: with help. We all need help. Yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah we we do. all do. Thank you so much. Benny, thank you for pushing all the right buttons. Um, and I want to thank all of you for what you do so very well. You are the best listeners on the planet. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. If you want to find out more about me, you can go to the thedrpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. We'll see you next time.
0: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.